Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is series two, episode 94, and I'm your host, Matthew Roberts. Uh, we are continuing our study of the first vision today uh, as we prepare ourselves for General Conference coming up tomorrow. And honestly, um, <clears throat> I've always been excited recently for General Conference, but I just can't wait for tomorrow. Not just because it's going to be unprecedented <laughs> as, as, as a word that's being banded about often these days is being used. Uh, it's going to be historic. It's going to be um, focused on the first vision, the restoration of the gospel. Um, and also, I'm just intrigued to see how they're going to manage it also with this, with the current uh, settings in the world today. So, <clears throat> as I said, we're going to focus today on the actual um, experience of the first vision itself rather than the lead up to it. Although we didn't quite get through all the lead up to it. So we're going to begin where Joseph begins to question what, what you know, who is right? What, who are these parties are right or are they all wrong together? I want you to remember that phrase, or are they all wrong together? Because in a moment that will become quite important. Um, but I was going to share this. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie said this about seeking answers from the Lord. He said, quote, search the scriptures, treasure up gospel truths, enjoy the words of eternal life in this life and, and hope for immortal glory in the world, in the life to come. Read, ponder, and pray about all that the prophets have written. Such is the course which the Lord invites men to pursue where his holy word is concerned. And it was into this path of progress and enlightenment that young Joseph was led by that providential hand which knows the end from the beginning and rules in love and mercy over all his children. Close quote. So, <clears throat> the scriptures are obviously a key to understanding the will of the Lord. Uh, and this is what Joseph began to understand as he read in the epistle of James, first chapter and fifth verse. In verse uh, 12, we read about how this passage of scripture came with more power, or not, no, never in any, did any passage of scripture come with more power to the heart of men than man than this did at this time to his. Um, now, obviously, that's quite a bold statement. I don't know if Joseph actually knew that, you know, the, the power that he felt from this verse was more than any man has ever felt when reading the scriptures. I don't know, even as a prophet, if he could know that. But what he's trying to convey to us is that the power he felt, the impact he felt from reading this verse was particularly strong, stronger than he has ever experienced, perhaps. And um, this is because of the power of the Holy Ghost. In April 2016, in a talk called The Holy Ghost, uh, Robert D. Hales said this, quote, The revealed truths of the restored gospel came through the pattern of seeking in prayer and then receiving and following the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Consider these examples. Translating the Book of Mormon, the restoration of the priesthood and its ordinances, beginning with baptism and the organization of the church, to name a few. I testify today, a revelation from the Lord to the first presidency of the twelve comes according to this same sacred pattern. This is the same sacred pattern that allows personal revelation, close quote. Now, this is coming from an apostle, a man who had been an apostle for decades, and he is testifying that the same pattern that we see from the prophet Joseph Smith, that is searching diligently, praying fervently, is the same order for personal revelation. But not only that, it is the same order with which uh, revelation comes to the first presidency and the quorum of the 12 apostles which i think is just really powerful and therefore a really important message about the power of the holy ghost uh, it's something which we need to be seeking for in our lives a lot more than perhaps we are now so joseph goes to pray in the woods he asks of god uh, and he 
And I love this. Verse 14. So in accordance with this, my determination to ask of God, I retired the woods to make the attempt. Uh, and then he says in verse 14 how he had never made the attempt to pray vocally. And I think that uh, we we spoke about that yesterday, about how this indicated the the philosophies at the time that prayer was not really a way to find revelation, but I guess a way to plead to God for blessings, uh, that they believed that the, that the path of revelation was closed and it was a closed canon in the Bible. In verse 15, it says, after I retired to the place where I previously designed to go, which again is interesting, it indicates a lot of thought, a lot of preparation by the, by the um, account of the prophet Joseph. Um, and then he is seized upon by some power which entirely overcame him. Now we are familiar with this. We are familiar with Satan and his uh, attempt to thwart uh, the restoration of and, and this happening. In October 2011, in a talk called We Are All Enlisted, uh, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, As President Boy K. Packer taught this morning, Satan cannot directly take a life. That is one of the many things he cannot do. But apparently his effort to stop the work will be reasonably well served if he can just bind the tongue of the faithful. Brethren, if, this, if that is the case, I am looking tonight for men, young and old, who care enough about this battle between good and evil to sign on and speak up, close quote. Obviously, he's speaking at a, a priesthood session in this talk, but this can apply to any, any witness of Christ. And not necessarily just a member of the church, but anyone who wishes to testify of the Saviour and his um, saving power, his saving grace. Uh, we all need to speak up, and Satan will quite happily just have us be unwilling to share it, and that will thwart some of his work, some of our work, uh, some of the Lord's work. And so we need to be careful of that. Now, obviously, this was a, a quite a significant event, one which uh, shook Joseph quite liter literally. But what I found interesting was that when I was studying the other accounts uh, of the first vision, not just this uh, Pearl of Great Price 1838 account, but when you look at the other accounts, it uh, and this is highlighted in the video, Ask, Ask of God, which I mentioned yesterday, which brings some of the other uh, words from the other accounts in as well. He says that his uh, not just tongue was binded, but his mind was was led to inappropriate images, which I found interesting because I've never obviously encountered that until I've studied the other accounts. And it tells me that Satan also used, used Joseph's mind. He tried to distract him to other things which were not just, you know, different, but inappropriate. Now, what those inappropriate things were, we don't know. But what we can be assured of is that there were things that would have drew this, this would have drawn the spirits away or would have led him to not have be able to have such a miraculous vision uh, but of course um when he start when this process begins he prays more fervently for the lord to deliver him and i think that's another lesson that we need to learn from this first vision experience is that when we have distracting images or even inappropriate images whatever those inappropriate images may relate to or may be that in itself may not be um, or is probably not uh, on, on our fault or fault of our own in many cases. Uh, but in fact, what we need to do in those moments is rather than entertain those thoughts is pray more fervently or seek to find more light in our lives so we can, so we can have that dispelled. Joseph called upon the Lord and then he saw a pillar of light exactly above over his head, above the brightness of the sun. And I could quote that. I quoted it the other day to my family, uh, which was great because it just shows that 12 years ago when I learned that as a missionary, it's still in there. <laughs> but um, 
I think that um, this is obviously there's there's not much to say about this. It's just honestly just one of the most important events that has happened um, in in man's history. I uh, tasked my family the other day uh, to watch the um, the Asking God video and um, identify exactly what we learn just from, or what we've gained, what knowledge we've gained just from this first vision experience. Not the things after, like the Book of Mormon and the restoration of the priesthood and all that. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But in terms of this actual event, you know, what we've just read together, what have we, or what we just watched together when I was talking to my family, what truths have we learned and we got and an, an several things um including the, you know the nature of god um you know how we know who he is what he is what he looks like and i tried to get across to my children that you know in that time this was a, a source of great discussion and question people did not know and so we're very fortunate to have this blessing to know joseph of course went to that grove to ask for forgiveness of his sins originally uh, but we uh, find that in this account that um he uh also says my object in inquiry in going to inquire of the lord was to know which of all the sect was right now this shows that over over time joseph has begun to understand the importance of this vision at first he thought it was just you know him receiving forgiveness of his sins and then being led to some greater work but he realized that actually deep down like deep down his question was how to receive forgiveness and part of that question was which faith will give him that um, conduit that access to God and so he's understood that this was more than just his own personal forgiveness but it was the forgiveness for all mankind and which church will allow that what I love before we move on to that is um that is Heavenly Father's um pronouncement this is my beloved son hear him we hear this and we know that the father said this seven words um statement but uh what I found incredible and brilliant is that Joseph's question was you know, to receive forgiveness of his sins. And then the father's response is, this is my beloved son, hear him. Which, to me, just identifies again the importance of our saviour. You know, the people who, who, who argue that we worship Joseph Smith, that we place Joseph Smith above anything else, just needs to read that. Because to me, that brings tears to my eyes to know that the father has provided a saviour. He provides the saviour. He provided the Savior to Joseph Smith. He showed him, you know, who we should look to for a remission of our sins. This is my beloved son. Hear him. And I just found that beautiful. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it says in verse 18, interestingly, and here's a question for you to consider, perhaps, that this, this is what I'm going to close with is when he asked the personages who, who stood above me in the light, which of all the sects was right, for at this time it never entered into my heart that all were wrong and which I should join. It's interesting he says that because, of course, we read before in verse 10 that, or are they all wrong together? Uh, and I think, you know, that's a bit of a, um, I'm not sure, you know, why. Perhaps he um, had that question imposed upon his memory after he found out that they were all wrong. Uh, but perhaps at the time he it just hadn't entered his mind perhaps he just hadn't really considered that prospect it's just an interesting point there but uh yeah so i'm going to share with you the uh, the photo uh of the things that we found as a family from this um event of the first vision i'd be really interested to hear uh what what you find uh, in our in our study group church of jesus christ with come follow me study session uh, on facebook i'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on that 
Uh, if there's anything that you've been studying about this uh, in preparation for conference, I, I, I encourage you to share it on that Facebook group or you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com and uh, I, I, I can share it from there or get any feedback from you. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.